And this is our new intro. Our new, new intro. Yeah, Replacing we re- our other new intro. Uh, we realized that our other new intro uh, was outdated, despite the fact that it was recorded <laughs> two months ago. Really, it only applied to that one episode. Yeah, so this is the new celebrities intro with Grayson River. Yeah. Get ready for the new episode starting now. Hello, did we do it? Yeah. <gasps> Oh my gosh, we're recording. Beautiful. Wow, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to another very explosive episode that we only know one person that we're going to talk about. Yeah, we haven't decided the other one. We can't see each other. I have no internet. This is basically a phone call. Yeah, and it's kind of retro. It's kind of it's kind of retro. It's kind of old school. I don't have a computer. I can't look anything up. It's just gonna be Wikipedia. River will have to type things on Wikipedia, and I'll be the one to sit and listen. Yeah. Um. So that's cool. Oh, but we have a very my Wi-Fi went out for a second. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, we have but... a very explosive first guest. Yes, and that guest is um one, one two, two three, three the funny girl funny revival, girl revival on Broadway. On Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot harder when we couldn't look at each other to count down while we were doing that. <laughs> yeah. Wow, it really makes you think about technology and society. Yeah. Um, it makes me think, at least. For those of you not familiar with um, Funny Girl, it's Wikipedia blurb. Is Funny Girl is a musical with with score by Jewel Stein, lyrics by Bob Merrill, and a book by Isabel Leonard. That opened that first opened on Broadway in 1964. Author Isabel Leonard, composer Jewel Stein, Broadway stars. Beanie Feldstein. Lyrics, Bob Merrill. And then characters, Mrs. Stroka, or Mrs. Strakosh, Rose Bryce, Nikki Arnstein, Fanny Bryce, etc. Fanny Um, Bryce was last on that list? (laughs) Fanny Bryce was last on that list. Barbara Streisand was mentioned nowhere. (laughs) The funny girl herself was last on the list. No (laughs) mention. Of Barbara. Oh, and then it has the Broadway cast that is, oh, cast is maybe listed in order of appearance, but even then I don't think so. Oh. Dare I say the, like, only information and only background information I have about Funny Girl is, like, what I've read about this production and then Glee? Oh, is that your typing? No, I was getting a a Sour Patch Kid. Oh, okay. I was like, whoa. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Okay. But yes, um, I will only have glee based information for most of this. And then like I've read I've read stuff about um I can do a quick synopsis. I'm looking at Do a, a quick synopsis because I really don't know like I don't know what the show is about. Well, okay. I know the girl is... is funny. I know Rachel Berry plays a funny girl. Um well, this might not be as helpful because it's not very helpful to me because I don't know what it's about either. But it says, 
The musical is set in and around New York City just prior to and following World War One. Well, Zig- I know she's a New York Jew. It, yeah, it follows Zigfield Folly star Fanny Bryce, who was like a real person, oh. awaiting the return. I think she was a real person. Um, awaiting the return of her husband, Nikki Arnstein, from prison, reflects on their life together, and their story and their story is told as a flashback. Oh. Well I because did not know that in at all. in the song she says, Hey Mr. Arnstein, here I am. I've bodied it on Glee Karaoke a countless time or two. Yeah. And that's oh, the I... only song I know from the show as well. Because, like, they sing other songs in Glee, but, like, I don't, like, sit and comprehend them the way I sit and comprehend Don't Rain on My Parade, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Finny Bryce Bryce was a real could person. sing that song backwards. Finney Bryce was a real person? Yeah. Huh. Um, Finia Barack known professionally as Fanny Bryce or um, an alternative spelling of Fanny Bryce was an American comedian, illustrated song model, singer, and theater and film actress who made many stage radio and film appearances. She was she a woman in a... comedy. Yes. Just and like she me. was a, I think she was a star on Zigfield's Follies. Oh. And she is known as the creator and star of the top-rated radio comedy series, The Baby Snooks Show. She was the Kate McKinnon of her time, some might say. Sure. I have to assume that Ziegfeld's Follies is the 1900s version of SNL. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, it's like vaudeville. So yeah. 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 That's interesting. So this is the first revival since Barbara played the role. Which is controversial. Correct me if yeah. I'm wrong. Like, it shouldn't be. It was iconic. And but it is. She so here's the thing about the funny role. girl revival. It's a mess. <laughs> um, yeah. Because apparently Rhea Michelle was attached to it for a while. Not like not when it announced like a Broadway run, but everyone knew it was like in development, like with her. Yeah. And um and then she like stepped down from it all of a sudden. Oh. Right when right when everyone on Glee accused her of being racist. Right when everyone on Glee oh. accused her of being racist, that's when she stepped down from it. Oh. I think so. And now she's gonna come back. Oh. oh yeah. Oh, she's not a New York Jew. And yeah, that's the thing. And the and everyone is really only mad at Beanie Feldstein because she is not playing Barbara Streisand. <laughs> She's like, not playing Barbara Streisand. She is like a nepotism baby. But like, that didn't really help her get the show either because I looked it up. Okay, that's good. I like it. Didn't help her. It didn't help her book Fanny Bryce on Broadway. Did it help her book Booksmart? Probably. No. 
I do love Booksmart. Oh. Her brother is Jonah Hill. I recently watched The Wolf of Wall Street. First of all, I was fearing for my life. Second of all, Jonah Hill ate a fish in that movie. <laughs> like, someone brought a goldfish to the office in the film, you know, and Jonah Hill's character ate it. Let's talk about that. We don't have to. We can talk about Funny Girl. <laughs> but I would, I urge the audience to think about that. I think about that right now, and I don't like that at all. Um, but yeah, the other thing Funny Girl Bible is that Beanie Feldstein and Jane Lynch are leaving it on my birthday. Yeah. Um, and that just feels like an omen for me. It feels like you should join the cast on that day <laughs> as Fanny Bryce. Hey, Mr. Arnstein. The first the first man to ever portray <laughs> Fanny Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> You'll make history. The first man to star in Funny Girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Wow, oh. you'd be making so many strides for the man community. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh. if, if only. The thing is, the songs in Funny Girl, the ones that Fanny Bryce sings are, like, good. <laughs> yeah. Because you have Dorian and My Parade. You have Great My song. Man, um, you have a bunch of others, but specifically those two. What's well, the second one you said? My man. Sing a little bit of that for me. No. But I don't know which one it is. <laughs> um, I think somebody sang it on Glee. Wait, who sang it on Glee? Rachel? I think so. Did she sing it during the funny girl plotline? Or did she sing it, like, at a different time? That I don't know. God. I I'm going to have to start it. a... I'm starting a Glee though. rewatch. Per- quick personal update. I'm starting a Glee rewatch. Oh my man, I love him so. Okay, yeah. He'll never know. She's talking about Mr. Arnstein. Yeah. As I just learned from that sum- a summary you said. You and said. I didn't know. Yeah, I. I guess maybe I realized I know nothing about Funny Girl. I knew I knew nothing about Funny Girl, but it's told through a flashback. Like what? Are we just are we just ignoring that Funny Girl is a flashback? News to me. Funny Girl is like, like a, sad girl now. Angry like you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in TV shows, when they do an episode where it's like a "How I Got There" episode, how we get here, and it's like, "Yep, you're." probably wondering how I got myself into this situation. That's Record scratch. <laughs> That's what Funny Girl is. Funny Girl starts off with like Fanny Bryce like in a situation and then it goes a record scratch freeze frame and she turns <laughs> to the audience and says, yep, that's me. You're probably wondering how I got myself into this situation. And then she sings Don't Some... tell me not to leave just sit and putter. Some could say that Funny Girl was the gone girl of its time. <laughs> some, some could say that. I certainly would say that, yeah. Yeah. As fans of as as, as like and speaking of our fans of Gone Girl. Yeah. yeah. 
Speaking of adapting classics, um, <laughs> we need to talk about Fire Island. We need to talk about Fire Island. What did help me understand the plot? <laughs> well, the thing about Fire Island is that I was trying to find the metaphor because I vaguely know the plot. I don't. Of like, I vaguely know the, the whole plot. thing was just Pride and Prejudice. It wasn't a metaphor. It was literally just Pride and Prejudice. Well, I couldn't follow it until um, until the argument in the rain between Joel Ken Booster and that gay guy from... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Because I liked Pride and Prejudice, the 2005, of course, with Kira Knightley. And, like, I like it. I could not tell you the plot. Language and stuff, and like. British social norms that I didn't understand. So then you put it in a modern context, and it's like gay people, modern social norms. I was like, oh, I understand. I just needed gay people to tell me. And I got it. Thank you so much. Thank you to Bone Yang. And thank you to Joe Booster. Because I understand the plot of Pretty the Prejudice witches. now. They were like, they were like, instead of going to like get married age, which like, I don't understand why that was scandalous. When like, Kitty married that army guy. They were like, oh, he went off with this guy and he posted his like, nudes on Instagram. I was like, oh, now I get it. <laughs> I get that it's a scandal now. <laughs> Thank you, gay people. <laughs> so that was huge for me. It I was did a great. The, it was a great for film. Lack of, I do not know the character's name. The Mister Darcy of this yeah. film. The fact that he was boring and didn't know Legally Blonde. <laughs> so funny. I was like, oh, I understand who Mr. Darcy is supposed to be now. I understand Mr. Darcy's character now because it's a modern gay man who doesn't know Legally Blonde. I get it. <laughs> like, it ch- like, dare I say Fire Island, it changed my life. And I just want to make a movie like that with, like, all of our friends. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> Not specifically like Fire Island, but like just like make a movie, all of us. We're just we're getting paid to have fun. Like where we're getting paid to have fun because they very much were obviously getting paid to have fun in the making of this film. You can tell you can tell they were having a good time. But yeah, Pride and Prejudice. No. Um. A great Pride Month film. It was a four star film. I give it four stars too. It had a Kim Petras song in it. Uh huh. Huge. So yeah, um, a new adaptation. Love it. What else is there to say? Okay, funny girl, funny girl, funny girl. Do you get the girl on your for you page that uh, she's a funny girl? Yeah. Okay. It was in Hamilton. Yeah, and Moulin Rouge. Yeah. She kind of annoys me, dare I say. Me too. 
Amber Arduino. And I'm pretty sure she was the Chicago Hamilton cast for a while. And dare I say, I think I saw her when I saw it in Chicago. Oh. Yeah. Maybe I did too. I didn't know she was the Chicago cast for a while. I think she was. I mean, that she like joined the Broadway cast for like a short amount of time as a swing. Yeah. That was after she that would make sense then, because they probably would have wanted to hire to hire someone who had done the show before. Yeah, I, I think she was a swing in Chicago, too. So she just basically went to Broadway. Beautiful. Oh, he's reaching for those Sour Patch Kids. Sorry. <laughs> he's, he's, he's rummaging. Foraging for food, some could say. Foraging for food. He's a hunter-gatherer. Yeah, my only thoughts on Funny Girl is that I think people should give it a chance. I think that it's good, as per the reviews that you have talked about and I have sort of read, I think it's good that Beanie Feldstein isn't trying to be Barbara Streisand, because I think people would criticize her more for that. Yeah, that's the thing. Oh, and the other thing is... Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, shoot. I had another thought that popped up. Oh, God. Oh, oh the Tony Awards happened. And it's just very funny that you could have you watched the Tony Awards. And if you didn't follow theater, you would have never known that there was like a very successful revival of Funny Girl that was outselling most of the shows there <laughs> at the Tony Awards running. Like, you just wouldn't know that because... They, they didn't did talk about it talk at about all? It all. Interesting. Why I also, I also didn't get to watch the Tonys this year because I was in Spain. Um, we, we can do a Spain update for the middle segment. Oh, God. We can do a Spain recap. And God. I'll do a Barts recap. Okay. That's That's for when we finish this. Yeah, do you have any more thoughts on this? Thoughts... Um, Jane Lynch has gotten good reviews, I assume. But but I guess she's not Jewish. Oh. Is she playing a Jewish character? I think so. Jane. I like, saw some... I know there are Jewish actors out there. Yeah. I know we can hire them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, you know what we can talk about is we can talk about Gatton Matarazzo being stunt casted in Dear Evan Hansen and then like two weeks later them announcing that it's closing. <laughs> I feel like they catfished him into the role. They're like, Gatton, you get to be you need to be Jared, congrats. And then they were like, um we can't keep this up anymore. <laughs> we can't keep up this Broadway production anymore. That Goodbye, Dear Evan Hansen. Bestie, you just should have been looking at the box office grosses this whole time yeah um oh other psychotic broadway news um company is closing and i'm not gonna get to see it and that makes me I sad feel like it, it's not been going for a long time has it no it'll have closed after like nine months i think oh no and it was the it was the last production sondheim ever worked on oh god and it it was it was the musical that won the most Tonys at the Tony Awards. 
Why is it closing then? Because they can't sell tickets. And what do you mean they is... can't sell tickets? It's a company revival with Patty Wapone. Exactly. What well, do you mean no one's buying tickets? And and this doesn't mean anything to like tourists, but also like Katrina Lang. She's like a pretty well-known Broadway person. Yeah, I don't know her. Not my. She's not my circus. Not my monkeys. She's won. She's won a Tony before. Okay, um, good for her. Yeah. Um. But and you just have a bunch of people who are like Broadway veterans in that show, mm-hmm. and it's very sad to see it close so early. I can't believe it's not selling tickets. And the well, the rumor is that potentially Patty Lapone's contract is up in July. Oh, and that's why it's closing because they don't they think without her it'll tank because it's already not selling great. And then, yeah, if Patty Upon leaves. Which Unless very... they cast someone even bigger. Who would they cast? Meryl Streep. Oh, yeah. They could they could do, they could pull an Audra McDonald. That could probably save the show. Yeah. There are people to save the show. Remember when Patty Upon was in Glee? Unfortunately. <laughs> they could pull remember... a... If? They could put, she's really young for the role, but they could put Stephanie J. Block in it. Ooh. She's pretty young for the role, though. But she'd save the show. She what? That'd be life-changing. Oh, company. Oh, when Kurt sings that song. Company? (laughs) He sings. Kurt? Which when he's is- at Niata, when he's at Niata, or when he's like auditioning for Niata, he and sings, um, does he sing "Being Alive"? Yeah, he sings "Being Alive" because um, "Being Alive." Oprah Winfrey is like, "You need to give me something with more depth, Kurt." Door. Oh yes, I. So then, it. when he re-auditions, Oprah Winfrey is like, "Give me something with more depth." At, maybe it's at the winter showcase that Rachel's and, at. She's like, go, Kurt. And then Kurt goes up, and he's not even a student, and he sings Being Alive, and she's like, welcome to Niata. You don't remember that? I'm sorry. If you pulled out Being... No, I remember that. But, like, if you pull out Being Alive in an audition, that's, like, embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, <laughs> everybody sings it most people can't sing it well. But Kurt can. So it's already risky and like the the casting director is going to judge you if you pull out that song. Yeah. Unless you like manage to give like a mind-blowing performance of it. Unless you manage to give a mind-blowing performance of it. Which Kurt did. At the Niata Winter Showcase. Oh my god, Cursed Thought, Adina Menzel, and company. Cheers <laughs> <laughs> to the ladies who lunch. Adina Menzel saves company with her newly revived, with her like newly dropped clothing line. <laughs> I keep on getting ads for it on my Instagram ad, like Instagram stories, like the Instagram story ads. I keep on seeing Adina Menzel doing her little dance for her clothing line. And every single time, I fear for my life. (laughs) 
I can't believe she signed in a clothing line. Like, what is going on with her that she needed to do that? I have no idea. Like, she's in Frozen. Uh, oh, among amongst many other things in her life, like around. Frozen alone keeps her not being strapped from keeps her from not being strapped for cash. Like she's good. Yeah, unless she like invested it all in the Cinderella movie, <laughs> <laughs> which she would have made more money on. <laughs> well, let it be known, I love the Amazon original movie Cinderella. <laughs> Starring Camille Cabello. My favorite part is the part where the auto just cuts out and she's not <laughs> on the show. <laughs> Which, like, I get it, Queen. Recording tra- um, soundtracks is stressful because you have, like, three takes for every song and then you move on to the next one because they do it all in a day. Yeah. And it's boom, 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 boom. And you can be very stressed. But Queen was not anywhere close to the note. <laughs> Queen was not hitting where she needed to be hitting. She was certainly not the girl next door. <laughs> <laughs> well, final thoughts on the Funny Girl revival. And then I think we can just go straight to the middle segment, right? Like, we don't have to stop and do a new recording. Yeah. We'll do our final thoughts and then we can do Spain recap. Bart's recap. And then we can decide if we even want to have a second guest. Yeah. Do you want to go first with your final thoughts? Actually, I'll go first because I think that you should have the last word on Funny Girl. Okay. My final thoughts are um, please don't let me at Leah Michelle do this. Yes. Um, She's not a New York Jew. And also, she is bad. Person. She, she should not be allowed to do this. That's my final thoughts. Those are also my final thoughts. I think we let her get away with a lot because she is talented. But she is a horrible person. And this like weird Spring Awakening press circuit shouldn't erase that. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah. Great. Should we do a Spain recap? Sure. So, actually, really quick, let's play a game of Two Truths and a Lie. Okay. Spain recap edition. Um, I went to Spain. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, Spain. Um, um, when I came back, Mia hit me with have you ever been tested for ADHD? (laughs) (laughs) And the third one is, I went on antidepressants after it. (laughs) Which one is the lie? (laughs) They're all true. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. She's having a depressive episode during family vacation. Whoa. Um, but it was it was fun. Besides, like, it was the very stressful getting there. Yeah. No luggage. Did you ever get that back? Is I my did. question. Um, That's good. 
after um me all me everyone except my mom got theirs back on the f- day four okay and my mom got hers back at the end of the week um <laughs> sorry and, jj yeah and but the day they came in was the day we were supposed to go to barcelona or barcelona, barcelona yes <laughs> um and because of that we missed our train to Barcelona and we had to go <laughs> the next day. Oh. So yeah, there were a lot of like travel issues because we also almost missed our flight to Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> because ha- have you ever flown out of JFK? I haven't. Um, never do it. <laughs> okay. Um, it is a horrible airport. The thing about JFK is in New York City. Um, yeah. I know. For the listeners. <laughs> for the for the listeners, the airport is in New York City. Yeah. Uh, it is, there is not a central concourse to the airport. There are like seven or eight separate terminals. Oh. So if you have to switch from one terminal to another, uh, you leave, you technically leave the airport. So then you have to go back through security. Oh. Even if it's a connecting flight. Yeah. And we didn't know that. And then also there was nobody working because our flight to Spain was like through like Iberia Airlines or something. Yeah. There was nobody working the Iberia desk and the terminals was in to like post the gate assignments. Oh. Um, so it was just never posted. And then like it got to like 40 minutes before our flight and my mom like found a service lady and was like um what is this and my and the lady was basically like um run (laughs) girl go and then we get there and the desk is we finally switch terminals we're basically like speeded through security yeah um and then um we get to the terminal or we get to the desk and she's like i don't have time to check you in (laughs) and so (laughs) She just, like, walked us to the plane. Okay. And I'm having a panic attack during this. <laughs> <laughs> um, It was just a very eventful time overall. But that was why our luggage got lost. Was yeah. Because we weren't technically on the... We weren't technically on the roster when, like, boarding stopped. Oh. Because they also had to hold the plane for us. Of and course. they remove any it's like a Europe thing to like remove any unidentified luggage. Yeah. Off the plane. And yeah. so and we weren't even gonna check our bags, but the flight from Indy to JFK was full, so we had to. Oh like there wasn't enough carry-on space for everyone. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But, but yeah. then you got to have fun in Spain. Yeah, when I wasn't like crying or having <laughs> when you weren't having a depressive episode, you got to have fun in Spain. Yeah, oh, the Iberian Peninsula. Um, the thing about it is that it did make me a worse person, and I also have the urge to study abroad now. Wow. In Spain or somewhere else? 
No, probably like London or Prague. Oh my gosh, a London boy. You're a London boy. <laughs> my London boy heart. I was literally like, what? <laughs> Listen. I am nowhere near London. I just think it's a really funny joke. I will say, um, literally, hey buddy, you in London. For all my for all my Dan and Phil fans out there. <laughs> oh God. That's a really that's like a eight year old reference, I think. Maybe I seven. Brought in London. I meet Dan and Phil. I <laughs> kill myself if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> when I see Dan Howell in November, <laughs> I'm so excited. That I don't want to say I can't wait, but I can't wait. Oh, also part of the Spain recap, we bought tickets to a Ricky Montgomery concert. Yeah. Part of the Spain recap, I know, I think, three Ricky (laughs) Montgomery songs total. (laughs) No, I said the same thing. (laughs) But Sydney, I love Sydney enough. I love Sydney enough to go to a concert with her. Yeah. And the three Ricky Montgomery songs that I know, I do like them. They're on my Nick Nelson playlist. Yeah. So. The fact that it's the three of us is also very funny. <laughs> the fact that it's going to be me in my city, Sydney with her Ricky Montgomery, and you are going to be there. <laughs> and we're going to get married. <laughs> and we're going to have Ricky Montgomery perform the ceremony for us. Ricky Montgomery actually is reading my vows. <laughs> oh my god. So beautiful. Thank you. He's like singing them and I'm lip syncing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. I'm going to have to listen to the album. Me too. Because isn't it's the album is called It's 2016 Somewhere or something like that. And as someone who is currently in a regressive era. Oh god. Like two almost like two basically like 2015 20 2016 i can't wait to hear the album i can't wait to hear what he has to say about that oh god grace my aggressive era i have finally started my annual percy jackson reread i think i'm in a much better place percy jackson is putting me in a much better mood than mortal instruments (laughs) i get to hang out with like my best friends who are you know 12 years old they are like everything to me i get to think about the percy jackson tv show i get to read the percy jackson series as i'm like actively getting updates and like cast announcements are being made about the percy jackson tv show and i think my inner soul is healing which i think is going to push me out of my regression era (laughs) so you think regressing is going to Push you out of your I think era. regressing is gonna push me out of my regression. I keep on reading this book, and then like, I'm I'm on the first book right now, and I'm sitting down and I'm reading it, and then it'll like say something, and it'll make me think about something that's happening and that's gonna happen to them in like seven books. They're talking <laughs> about Percy, like they're like you could never survive like go into the underworld and i'm like oh my god he goes to tartarus i can't believe this whoa girl girl, girl get help i know um, 
I'm wearing a Heartstopper t-shirt right now. (laughs) Everything is going great. Summer. I'm actively missing yeah. watching um, right now. For you, for you wakeboarding fans out there, I'm, the Park Spotify documentary is being viewed by Olivia and I'm on Aiden right now, and I'm not there, but that's okay. You're not there for what? To watch, okay, Park Bonifay is, like, a famous prodigy wakeboarder who, like, could at the age of three, and so naturally they made a documentary about him. And we have the DVD of the Parks Bonifay documentary. We have TVs in there, so and we have a bunch of like different wakeboarding and videos and DVDs and stuff that we play. And sometimes we play the Parks Bonifay documentary just like on the TV. So Olivia took the DVD back to Aiden's house, sitting down to watch, watch the full thing. The documentary. What the wakeboarder Parks Bonifay? <laughs> The parts lore. Jesus Christ. It's really coming out right now. That's so dark. <laughs> it is really dark. <laughs> I don't know why they're doing it, but I I want to see the documentary. That's okay, though. I'm more dedicated to this podcast than to the bar- than, than to the Parks Bonifay documentary. Wow. But look up look Beautiful. up Parks. You'll see him do a wakeboarding trick. I... Like a red bubble athlete, or no, not a red bubble, a red bull athlete. Really? Ew. Yeah. <laughs> He's like in his 30s or 40s now. Dislike. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a wakeboarding prodigy, River, you don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Another Bart's update I can sell slalom skis now. To the, list- to the listeners at home who don't know, slalom skis are really stupid and complicated and hard to sell, and I didn't know anything about them last year, but this year, um, Lisa, who was our ski expert, she just had COVID, so she wasn't there oh, wow. for the past week, you know? And it fell to me to sell. Shop going- What's the body sports shop to do? Bart's Water Sports is, like, on the brink of having a COVID outbreak because Elisa had it, and now another one of the adults who works there. Oh, God. And none of us wear masks. None of us wear masks. <laughs> We're on I, the mean, I don't wear masks at my work. But do two of your fellow employees have COVID? No. We're on the brink. We're on the very brink of a COVID outbreak. It's okay. Anyways, it what? fell to me to sell a swallow's. <laughs> and I just like I was like oh this isn't as hard as I thought it would be the only problem is people call and they ask questions and people who ski especially old people who ski really like to chat so I picked up the I answered the phone like five minutes before I was gonna leave yesterday and I ended up leaving 20 minutes late because I got on the phone with a slalom skier and after I found the ski that I thought they would like they stayed and she she stayed on the phone and chatted with me for 15 minutes. She was like telling Girl. me about like her son's bed that she was ordering from Amazon. I was like, haha, yeah. 
anyways I can go ahead and place that order for you if you're ready and she was like oh yeah let me get my credit card I'm actually waiting for the guy from Amazon to get here blah 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 I was like okay please just let me take your information and I'll leave work I'm home but that's okay there are worse things in life especially if that's like at like 5pm and you're like uh it was at 6pm what time did your shift start? Yesterday I worked two to six, but most days I work one to seven. Ew. I'm on the good old nine to five. Just like Dolly Parton. It yes, is he's... exhausting. What? I said it is, it is certainly exhausting. To work a nine to five, yeah, I can't imagine. I get, like, my last hour at Bart's every day. I don't even do work. I sit there and play solitaire. And I answer the phone. But that's okay. I definitely, like, hit a wall. Right just now? No, like, when I'm working. Oh. (laughs) He's in construction? Yeah. Whoa. And what about it? And and what about it? He's in construction. No, because I feel like sometimes I'm. It's like that one work from home performance they did. Yeah, the company did where they're like cleaning the dump the dump <laughs> truck. <laughs> sometimes I feel like it's that where they're doing manual labor. <laughs> I I like to think that that's me in the shop. <laughs> we work from home. well i don't know do we have to the episode's 41 minutes already (laughs) dare i say we should not do a second guest yeah we can go to a middle segment we can pitch or no the end segment we can pitch funny girl equals without knowing the plot of funny girl or we could just pitch batshit crazy funny girl revivals batshit crazy funny girl revival casts yes okay and concepts if you wanted to okay i don't know the original concept of funny girl still me either. but let me think on it i can go first okay you go first so this one is um significantly in the future Okay. I think. Because um, in this version, <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo is Fanny Bryant. <laughs> <laughs> and. <laughs> which I already asked you an amazing start. <laughs> which goes against everything I criticize Leah Michelle. She's not even Jewish. But it's, it's Olivia Rodrigo and playing her mother is. Um, um, Molly Ringwalds. Oh. Um, I have no idea if she can sing. Playing the guy she's in love with, um. Joshua Bassett. Gotten modern rock <laughs> Those are the only three roles I know in Funny Girl. Those are um, the only three roles I know, too. 
they're the ones that are above the p- title. Like, yeah. So I guess the, so I guess the marquee would be Olivia Rodrigo, God Matarazzo, <laughs> Molly Ringwald, <laughs> Funny Girl. <laughs> And the cat and the concept, I really think it's in space for some reason. I was gonna say space. Fuck. Oh, I can change mine. No, it's okay. You can do space. I'll think of something else. Okay. Okay. Is it my turn? Yeah. Okay. My fun girl cast. Um. Hmm. Playing Fanny's mom, right off the bat, I am going to say Meryl Streep. Playing Fanny Bryce. So is this like a funny girl revival that's happening like now? This is a funny girl girl revival. It's happening right now. It's next year. With Meryl Streep as Fanny Bryce's mom, Amanda Seyfried as Fanny Bryce, and... What's his name from Mama Mia, the love interest Sky, as Fanny Bryce's husband, Mr. Arnstein? The concept, the concept is it's on a Greek island. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> it's Mama Mia. In what way? They're on a Greek island and they discofy the songs, they abify the songs. Okay. Did you know that ABBA is like going on like a hologram tour? It's not. Don't talk to me about ABBA Lore River. The ho- it's not a hologram tour. It's a permanent ABBA hologram concert venue in, and they <laughs> built the venue specifically for like the ABBA holograms. And it's that gonna is... be it, it's there for like five years or something. That's dare I say psychotic and like it's none of the actual abba people like ever it's just holograms of them (laughs) why because people love them if i'm ever in london i'm going to the abba hologram show i would too we should go together me and my london boy at the abba hologram (laughs) On our honeymoon? <laughs> After the Ricky Montgomery concert. Someone yeah, needs to give us lobotomies. What'd you say? Someone needs to give us lobotomies. Someone needs to give us lobotomies. Abba announced that like last year when when they're when they were like promoting their new alp their new album, yeah. Voyage. Abba Voyage. Like, that's when that was announced. I read an article about it. Um, My TikTok for you page, I sent it to you, randomly gave me, like, an in-depth analysis of what someone thought Ava's tour set list would be. I saw that. <laughs> I saw that before you sent it to me. Why did, why did they show it to me? Because they wanted you to know. It's important. So important. Literally, this is literally so important. (laughs) Sorry, I'm looking at my TV remote. I can't watch any TV. I don't have internet. I don't have cable. 
I don't have cable at the lake, no. I have an Amazon Fire Stick, and that's it. I have a DVD player up here, but I don't have any DVDs. I don't have cable. I I'll have to steal one. That. I'll have to steal one from Bart's, one of the DVDs. Like, I think my parents got rid of cable. I have cable, like, at my normal house. Anyways, with that... <laughs> The end of the episode. Beautiful. Great. I think this is a great explosive episode. Me too. And it just went to 48 minutes. It's also, it's a good length. To the listeners at home, you're welcome. We gave you the perfect podcast. We gave you the perfect But the audio is shit. I'm so sorry. Listen. Um, there were several we're times part- where I just couldn't understand what Grace was saying, and I would just, like, smile and nod. What? <laughs> because it would be like, uh, 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 uh. Okay, great. <laughs> well, sorry to all the listeners. And I really hope you enjoyed my um, glitch ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> and the end. Goodbye? <laughs>